takes 360 degrees high high 360 degrees high high 306 306 360 degrees high high Welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program here at KPFA. Tonight we bring you another presentation of our new segment, People Helping People. On tonight's show, we'll learn about Opportunity Junction, a free job training and placement program for folks of Contra Costa County. We'll also learn about White Pony Express and Bay Point Community All-in-One, two organizations that help with free food and clothing and much more. All this as a part of People Helping People. That's tonight on Full Circle. I'm Prewon Franklin, your guest host for tonight. Keep it locked right here on KPFA. Welcome back to Full Circle on KPFA. As I mentioned, tonight we will feature another two episodes of People Helping People. And People Helping People is a project of the Rivertown Resource Center in Antioch. And each episode is recorded in the small studio there in East Contra Costa County. So without further ado, let's check out another episode of People Helping People. This is People Helping People. Through stories of success and survival, each episode of People Helping People aims to raise awareness and educate our communities on vital resources that are available and how to access those resources through local, community, and governmental organizations or individuals. It is our hope that sharing these resources and the information to access them will help all of us navigate the daily struggles of providing for our families, staying physically and mentally healthy, and keeping our communities safe for all of us. We are People Helping People. 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 Welcome to another episode of People Helping People on your local community radio station, KPFA. I'm your host, Bebel and Franklin. And I wanted to ask, have you ever been at a point in your life wondering where to turn? Maybe you were even struggling to obtain basic needs of life, such as food, clothes, and shelter. Well, on this episode of People Helping People, we will meet a woman who was at that point in her life and will learn how she turned it all around and became the mother and provider for her family that she wanted and needed to be. And we'll learn about the organization that played a part in helping her get the training and job placement opportunity that was a big part of making her transition possible. The woman I'm speaking of is Kezia. Kezia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here on People Helping People. And the organization I'm speaking of is Opportunity Junction. And here on behalf of Opportunity Junction is Brianna Robinson, Program Director for Opportunity Junction. Welcome, Brianna. Thank you so much for having me as well. Yeah, thanks for being here. And actually, you are my first um, 
female representation. I felt like it's been men helping men so far, but now it's good to get um, some women voices in here. And um, we'll start things off with Kezia because here on People Helping People, we know it's important to hear these stories of survival and success because it's something that people can relate to and it just helps out when you hear a story of success like this, it can be inspiring. So Kezia, talk about the way you were feeling in the months and even years before you walked into Opportunity Junction. The story you share on the website speaks of an abusive relationship that you happened to be in and you were making plans to move in with your parents and along with your two kids. So tell us how you were feeling at that point in your life and what was going on. I had to swallow a lot of pride and do what was best for my children. After being away from home for four years, I became really independent, but then I had to go back to my parents' house and it was an adjustment. You know, my kids were going through a divorce. I was trying to get out of a bad marriage and figuring out wasn't easy. You know, my parents, I appreciate everything they've done for me now because they helped us, they helped raise my children, they basically encouraged me to be a better mother and that I couldn't quit because of life getting tough. I had to get up and be a better example for my children. And so you you made the steps, you made the move, you're living at your parents' house, but you still ain't really out on your own. Tell us about what got you to Opportunity Junction and what kind of transformation you went through there including um, the training that you went through in the job placement? So before Opportunity Junction, I was doing the Welfare to Work program, and I had been applying for jobs, and nothing really came of it. And so I was nearing my end of the Welfare to Work program, and my caseworker told me about Opportunity Junction. I had no idea what it was, and she told me to go in on Monday dressed like I was going to an interview and just see how, what happened. So I had gone and I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea what this program was. I didn't do my research. I showed up and I did my interview and I realized what a good program it was and how it could really help me. It was what I needed to get back on my feet and, you know, force me to get out of the house and meet new people and, you know, have some skills and form new skills to be able to work and be employed. So, you know, it, it was fun. I was a little nervous at first because I did not want to meet new people. I didn't want to be in the public. I was still in my little shell being basically depressed about my situation, but I had to force myself to get out of it because it wasn't what it wasn't who I was and I needed to be better. And what kind of job training did you get? For the first half, they would teach you computer skills, how to type, how to work on typing, Microsoft Office. So you would learn to use Word, PowerPoint, um, things that you would need to be an ad administrative assistant. And then the second half of the day would be a life skills. So everybody in class would have to share stories and get to know one another, learn how to speak, learn how to interview. And that I think was the most beneficial part of it because it got me out of my shell. I got to meet new people and it made me realize that I wasn't the only one. I wasn't alone. And I made some really good friends there. And I think that was probably the best part of it was the people who worked there and the people that I got to meet. Thanks for sharing that part of your story. We'll keep you on the side for a moment. We're gonna bring in Brianna Robinson, the program director for Opportunity Junction. And Brianna is here to fill us in more about Opportunity Junction. And let's start from what we just heard from Kezia. People 
find themselves in difficult times and need some help, whether it be from family and friends or from organizations like Opportunity Junction. So Brianna, tell us, um, first off, where is Opportunity Junction located and how can OJ or Opportunity Junction help prepare people for success and independence through your training programs and job placement? Thank you, Frank. We are located in Antioch. We are at 3102 Delta Fair Boulevard off of Summersville and Delta Fair across from the Town Center Mall. And the program that KZ was a part of is called our Job Training and Placement Program. That is our most intensive program training for the administrative field. It's a full-time Monday through Friday, 9 to 4.30 program that lasts up to seven months, 12 weeks of intensive training that Kezia mentioned, and then the up to four months paid internship where we hire all of our participants to get on the job training for the administrative field while they also look for work and um, refine their career skills. So explain that a little bit. How does that work? They, um, they do a lot of training, the intensive 12 weeks of training, but then they work inside Opportunity Junction. What's happening there? The interns, once they finish the training, will be assigned a responsibility. So as the director of programs, I have a program assistant, or somebody might be placed with an externship partner like the city of Pittsburgh or Antioch Chamber of Commerce or other nonprofit partners. And they work there five hours a day, five days a week, just honing their administrative skills so they can put on their resume real work experience that they're doing right now. In reading the the story Kezia had on the website, the atmosphere was really important. So first, Brianna, um, talk about the atmosphere and the attitude at Opportunity Junction around the way you offer your assistance. How do the staff um, engage with the, I guess I call them students? You can call them students. We call them trainees or okay. participants as well. Um, the staff at Opportunity Junction is heart-driven and client-centric. Everybody is feels responsible for our participants' success. It's not just our participants working with one case manager or one trainer. They interact with everybody in the building, and everybody is sincerely interested and working towards KZ's success. And KZ's, so... Reading your story, it sounded like it was really important that the atmosphere was, you know, accepting and helpful. And I guess, you know, you do want that when you're trying to learn new skills. But how important was that to you to find that open heartedness and that personal touch? When I wanted to basically back out of it in the beginning because I was afraid of meeting new people and talking, you know, I talked to Brianna and I talked to Natalie and they were able to say, you know, it's okay to be scared. You know, they made me feel welcomed and all of the other people in my class made me feel welcome that it's okay to be shy or not want to be more outgoing. And so I think when everyone showed that type of compassion, I was able to breathe and be like, this is okay. I can do it. You know, you're going to be scared of something, but you can't be scared forever. And so it was really nice to know that there are other people who cared. That's a great story, and it's great that there are people are there like that to serve like that. This is Free Will and Franklin. You're listening to People Helping People on your local community radio station, KPFA. And that voice you heard was Kezia. She is a success story from Opportunity Junction. Sitting next to her is Brianna Robinson. She's the program director for Opportunity Junction. And let me go back to you, Brianna. Talk about some of the other services you provide 
for um, at Opportunity Junction. You have the job training and placement program, which you briefly talked about, but also you have a roadmap to college as well as some English as a second language classes. So talk about these other services that you provide. Absolutely. So in addition to the JTPP, we have a program right now called Roadmap to College. That program is helping 18 to 24-year-olds who want to go back or start for the first time attending Los Medanos College. And we help those students navigate the very complicated community college system, enroll in short-term career technical education, and complete their college by offering wraparound support services and additional financial support where financial aid or other resources might fall short. At the end of their training, we're helping with job placement. In addition to Roadmap to College, we have an evening technology center where we have classes open to the public. So anybody can come Monday through Thursday, 6 to 9 p.m. and take basic computer skills or computer skills in Spanish. We have an English as a Second Language ESL program. We also have volunteers who teach Spanish basics to English speakers. In addition to the regular scheduled classes, we have an open computer lab. So anybody who has limited technology access is always welcome to come in the evening and utilize those services. We also do a program in partnership with SparkPoint at the, at the Ambrose Community Center in Bay Point. We have two career counselors who work there, helping people maybe who don't want an administrative career, and so they're not a good fit for our JTPP, or they're not the right population to go to our roadmap program. We can help anybody else out of the Bay Point office look for work, get interviewing skills, get a new updated resume, and connections to employers so that they can land the job to launch their career. The last program we offer is a much smaller seasonal program, and it's do-it-yourself tax assistance. And we help people file their own income taxes using a web interface led by volunteers of our job training program. So we can help people file their own taxes and get and keep their whole return. Wow, that's that's a lot of stuff you offer. Well, let's real quickly before we move on, go through a little list again of the the most frequent flyer, I guess you'd say, that people come for because you went through a lot of um, things that were happening. So just real quick, run down the list and the times where people can drop in and get computer help. So just go through them one last time. Absolutely. And I want to say that all of our programs are no cost. So our job training and placement program, we run the class three times a year with our next application session in January. We have our Roadmap to College program with classes that enroll every spring and every fall semester at the college. So we are taking applications now for classes again that start in January. We have our um, SparkPoint Career Services and those are rolling enrollments. So anybody can come by anytime and learn more information. Our Evening Technology Center is open every evening, Monday through Thursday, 6 to 9 p.m. And that's down there on Delta Fair. And at our Delta Fair address. And we have a information session every Tuesday at 10 a.m. So anytime somebody wants to come in and learn more, they can come to the information session or just stop by and give us a call and we can give them more information. And I guess we really covered um, who is able to get these assistance and training already. There are some age limits, but there's no income requirements. Oh, I'm sorry. You do need to qualify as low income? and we use the HUD standards, and it's actually pretty high. So for a family of four, it's more than $70,000 is the income limit. 
And if so, if you're making less than seventy thousand dollars, you're el eligible for these help and services. Yes. Okay, and I'm assuming all that's available on your website. It is, and again, if they give us a call or just stop in. Okay, and that's opportunityjunction.org. Dot org. All right. So, Brianna, talk briefly about the opportunity for employers or other governmental organizations that partner with Opportunity Junction. What would an employer or another organization get in a partnership with Opportunity Junction? Great. So, employers can work with us and really get to be specific about the skills they're looking for in an employee. So, an employer might call us and say they're hiring for an administrative assistant but they're looking for somebody with a certain typing speed or certain computer skills. And because the clients have worked with us for so many months, we can speak with great confidence about their ability to show up on time, show up every day, have a mastery of the computer skills, or we can be very honest about, here's an area where this person might need to grow or you might need some additional training. We offer support lifetime for our clients. So if an employer hires one of our clients and they're lacking the skills that they need, they can come back to us and we can train them in an additional piece of Excel or maybe in a piece of customer service or something that they're lacking. So employers don't have that risk of having an employee lacking the skills they need for the job they've been hired for. That's great. So if they're ever lacking, they go back and regain something new and they could always keep updated, I suppose. Yes. And Kezia, do you mind sharing like what you're doing presently? What is your job career look like at this point? Um, what's going on with you? It's what's funny is today makes my two-year mark of working at the Laborers Training Center in San Ramon. It's a training center for the laborers and um, basically construction workers. And I love it. You know, it's busy, it's challenging. And with everything that's going on right now, our, the business is booming. So there's a lot of people joining the apprenticeship program and I think, I don't think it could have been a better fit. You know, uh, Rich, who also works at Opportunity Junction, was the one that told us about it and sent me to the interview. And I love my job. I love the people I work with. I have medical, dental, vision insurance. I have retirement already set up. I have pensions and annuity. I work full time and um, I can work overtime if needed. It's probably the best fit that I, that I never thought I would ever find. I love it. I love my job. That's great because that leads me into my um, other question I wanted to ask you about like what has this meant for you in your life to gain this um, this career this independence? I've been able to you know I still live with my parents but I've been able to pay them rent as if I was living on my own. I can afford childcare. I'm no longer on welfare. I no longer get food stamps. I support myself and my children 100 percent. You know, I'm out of debt. I was able to pay off all of my debt, so I'm officially debt-free. My kids go to school, and whenever they need something, I don't have to feel like, oh, I have to say no or borrow money from my parents. I can be like, you need, you need this or you need new shoes. I don't have to worry. I can just provide for them like I'm supposed to as a parent. And so that's a really good feeling to not have to, you know, depend on a system or depend on my parents that it's just me. I'm the sole provider for my kids, and we're doing okay. We made it. That's such a great story. And Brianna, you were about to say something, but I wanted to ask you, you talked about that a lot of the staff and the employees are like a heartfelt um, and heart driven environment in there. How does it feel to you? Actually, I know Kezia has shared her story on the website and stuff, and I'm sure you're familiar with her story, but how does it make you feel inside seeing Kezia and I'm sure a number of other people that you've assisted in your time there? So 
you know, as a personal um, feeling inside, you know, how does this feel in your shoes being one of the staff? Well, it's the reason we do this work. It is so rewarding to know that the effort that we make and the funding that we get from the people in the community and different foundations and the government partners is really going to make a significant change in the lives of the people we serve. There is no greater feeling. We have at our office a bell. And when somebody gets a job, they ring the bell loudly and everybody stops what they're doing and comes out to hear about the job they got. There is no better feeling than hearing that bell ring and having the big crowd around and listening to the joy of the client talk about the opportunity they were just offered. You really, I can't even explain it. It's just every day in my work is rewarding and I love going every single day. That's great. And I think that kind of embodies the the feeling of the show here is what we try to do. We try to bring the stories of people that are helping people to succeed and to be, you know, independent, self-sufficient, and also be able to provide, you know, for ourselves and our families. So it's a great story. And Kezia, let me ask you one time, you've shared your story probably more than uh, many times. And what would you like to say to people out there that are listening to this that have had challenging times in their life and you know you shared in your story on the, the opportunity junction website that you were in a state of depression and, and this really helped you to break out of your shell as you say what would you like to say to people listening tonight today that um, may find themselves in a similar situation whether it be just stuck at a point in their life where they don't want to be and you know kind of depressed about their situation what would you like to say to them I think I would tell them that the bad things that happen to you doesn't define who you are. You know, you make your own choice. You can either choose to stay depressed and stay in a bad situation, or you can choose that you want a better life and you want more for yourself and your family. So I would just tell people, don't quit. Don't give up. There are other options out there. You you just don't have to be in a bad situation. You can get out of it. It's going to be a lot of work. I still work at it every day to not get back into that dark place, but... I think it's well worth it and seeing my kids happy is the biggest payoff just to know that they're happy I'm happy and you know I can be a better example for them and I won't quit that's great and um, Brianna how about you what would you like to say to folks out there that are just feeling stuck and you know we know that getting a job is not always easy things advance so fast that people feel like they don't have the um, the workable skills to get into the field. So what would you say about, you know, that and what Opportunity Junction can do for them? I would say that this program is for you, that people have a lot of fear that they're not good enough or smart enough or they're not going to be selected. And this program is for you. We are We have a system set up where we provide tutoring and support services to help motivated job seekers enter the career they're looking to enter. So if you have the motivation and the desire to change your life for the better, we have a program that can help you get there. And lastly, what's the best way for people to get into Opportunity Junction, whether it be phone, a phone number, the internet, um, showing up, I always recommend showing up at 3102 Delta Fair Boulevard in Antioch so that you can see our facility, meet some of our staff. As soon as you walk in, you're going to know you came to the right place. Giving us a call is always great, 925-776-1133. 
and our website, opportunityjunction.org, outlines all of our programs. I want to say that sometimes people say it's too good to be true, but it really is no cost, no expense to you at all, and we will stay committed to you until you land the career you're looking for. That's great. Well, um, thank you very much for joining us tonight. And Kezia, thank you for speaking up and sharing your story. And congratulations on what you've done with yourself. And I'm proud that um, you've done what you've done. And I'm sure Brianna is too. And Brianna, Director of Programs at Opportunity Junction, thanks for being here to um, share, you know, what Opportunity Junction has to offer the community out here. And I guess one last thing would be, is there um, a location requirement? Do they have to be residents of Contra Costa or how does that work? Yes, they do for um, our three job placement programs. They do need to be residents of Contra Costa County. So the JTBP Roadmap and SparkPoint services for our Evening Technology Center and the tax services, uh, there is no location requirement. Okay, that's great. Well, again, um, thank you, too, and thank you for being my first um, womanly representation on People Helping People. It's been a pleasure to um, hear your stories and hear what Opportunity Junction has to offer. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this episode of People Helping People, brought to you by collaboration between the Rivertown Resource Center in Antioch and your local community radio station, KPFA. I've been your host, Freewell and Franklin. If you are part of or know of a local community, nonprofit, or governmental organization, or even an individual that directly serves community members in Contra Costa County or the surrounding area, and are interested in being featured on People Helping People, please send an email to getonphp at gmail.com or call 925-848-9097. Again, the email is getonphp at gmail.com or call 925-848-9097 and leave a message with your contact information. Again, thanks for listening, and remember, people helping people can make the world a better place for us all. Peace. Welcome back to Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA. I'm your guest host tonight, Prewell and Franklin. That was one of the latest episodes of People Helping People featuring Opportunity Junction. And I'm not always big on statistics, but 90% of job trainees at Opportunity Junction are employed within six months. Sounds pretty good to me. Don't forget, after the show, we will have all the contact information for Opportunity Junction on our website, kpfaapprentice.org. Be sure to check that out. Now stay with us on Full Circle. After the break is another episode of People Helping People, when we'll hear from representatives of White Pony Express and Bay Point Community All-in-One, two organizations working hard in their communities to provide food, clothes, and in some cases, shelter. Stay with us.
Welcome back. That was Destiny's Child with Survivor. You're listening to Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA, and tonight we are featuring two episodes of People Helping People. Up next is White Pony Express and Bay Point Community All-in-One. Both organizations help the community as individual organizations and as a team. Let's get into the next episode of People Helping People on Full Circle. This is People Helping People. Through stories of success and survival, each episode of People Helping People aims to raise awareness and educate our communities on vital resources that are available and how to access those resources through local, community, and governmental organizations or individuals. It is our hope that sharing these resources and the information to access them will help all of us navigate the daily struggles of providing for our families, staying physically and mentally healthy, and keeping our communities safe for all of us. We are people helping people. 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 Welcome to another episode of People Helping People on your local community radio station, KPFA. I am your host, Free Will and Franklin. On this episode, we will feature two organizations who help provide the three crucial needs we as human beings need to survive on this earth. That is food, clothes, and shelter. Free food and clothing providers all across Contra Costa County are working hard every day to provide for people in their particular communities. But where does the hundreds of pounds of food and clothing come from, and how does it get distributed to people and families in need? Well, our next two guests are here to answer these questions and tell us how we can help and how we can also receive the services they provide. Our guests today are Gary Connor, Executive Director of White Pony Express, and Delano Johnson, founder of Bay Point Community All-in-One out there in the great city of Pittsburgh. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. As we mentioned earlier, we're going to start a bit from Gary from White Pony Express because White Pony Express is kind of the hub of activity, so to say, that branches out into other organizations, helping them, such as Bay Point Community All-in-One. So, Gary, tell us briefly, just in general terms, what White Pony Express does, and then we'll get into the individual programs under the White Pony Express name. Sure, Frank. White Pony Express... Our mission is to help end hunger and poverty in Contra Costa County. We were founded by Dr. Carol Wyland Connor, who's the spiritual director of Sufism Reoriented. And she came to me and asked myself and a friend of mine to create a program uh, that would take the huge abundance that is going to waste in our county and providing it to people who had need. So she, this came about because she learned that Contra Costa County, being one of the wealthiest counties in California, over 10% of its population was living below the poverty line. She knew that while there were hundreds of thousands in Contra Costa County going hungry, grocery stores were throwing out 
hundreds of pounds of food a day each, some of them as much as a thousand pounds of food a day, perfectly good food, meats, uh, dairy, deli, items that just weren't retail anymore. Uh, they might have a coming, uh, an approaching sell-by date or things like that. And anyway, so they throwing out a thousand pounds of food a day, and we have people going hungry. So what we did was we started getting to know these uh, retailers. We had an $800 founding budget, uh, but we spent that on printed material, leave behind brochures, that kind of thing. That's quite costly material. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we started out with no cash, no place to be, no assets of any kind, uh, no vehicles. And we had a free Google voice number that people could come donate food. And then we'd go out and pick it up in our individual cars. So, you know, one thing led to another. The program actually got caught on pretty quickly, given it was a brand new idea here in Contra Costa County. And by January or so, we were had we had uh, three grocery stores that were calling us on a regular basis, providing a lot of very fine quality food. So there's a number of ways that you distribute these items. Let's start with the food rescue program that you were referring to. You're working with 100 plus food donors, you've donated and delivered 5 million pounds of food. I like to call it the hunting and gathering uh -huh. phase. So tell us your system of hunting and gathering your food and then how it's distributed to organizations and people in need. Sure. To start with, it's important to keep in mind our goals. Our goals are to uplift lives and provide opportunities for selfless service, which is another way of uplifting lives. You know, real happiness comes from making others happy. That's right. Eventually, uh, stores started really coming on board and eventually grocers would call us and ask if they could start giving. So we work with about 12 to 15 major stores for the bulk of what we get. And then we have, we go to farmer's markets and we receive uh, occasional food from many, many others. So in the morning, we send out, well, four to eight trucks and vans to the various supermarkets, pick up what they have that day in receiving, and bring it back to our distribution center in Pleasant Hill. And we have a very fast system that food is picked up in refrigerated vehicles. It's brought back to us, and we have a distribution system that brings the food out of the truck, weighs it so we know how much food is coming from each donor, and whether it's produce or non-produce. And then it's weighed and it's put on different tables to mean whether it's bread or fruit or vegetables or meat or eggs and so on. And then that is distributed according to charts from each recipient. We have, 80, we have 72 food recipients and we serve about 25 to 30 of them each day. And so we have a chart on each one so that we don't just give them food we have which may not be what they want. We have a chart that shows the kind of foods they want, their, their preferences, and the kind of foods they can't take. Like some of the rehabilitation centers can't take kombucha juice because it has some alcohol in it. I see. So it's selected um, and sorted and then doled right. out appropriately, not just randomly stuffed into a box. Right. So the food is put into lined crates so that it won't be dirty or stay sanitary and goes right back into another vehicle according to you know, grouping of recipients. So we may come out to Pittsburgh and, and go to Wallam House and love, a and love a Child and Bay Point and that, that sort of thing. So we'll, one vehicle may take a distribution to three or four different organizations. As far as we know, we're serving every food distributor in East County. We, we bring about 
It's between 17 and 20 tons a week. Wow, that's to a East tremendous County. amount. Tremendous yeah. amount. Yeah, and it's all beautiful food. I mean, our runners tell us that the food they deliver is better than put on their own table at home. And I understand that that's part of the um, operations that you want to um, be able to serve quality food that you would feel comfortable eating at home. Right. Uh, our whole, f- you know, we don't consider ourselves a charity in the ordinary sense of that word because we consider the people we're serving family. Our, our guiding principle is unity. And that's something that uh, Delano's group and ours has in common is that we want to live as a family. So you would, you know, you would, if your brother was uh, hungry, you wouldn't give him scraps from your table. You would prepare him a fine meal. And if your sister were in rags and uh, so on, you would make sure she had quality clothing. So our our quality standard for everything we distribute, it has to be of a high enough quality to be in our own home or give to a close loved one. Well, um, let's move on to the clothing now because that's another thing that you gather. Tell us where you get your clothing items briefly and then also how you distribute the clothes to other organizations as well as your free general store that you do. Yes. About six months after we started the food rescue program and it was then going pretty well and we were already getting a very good name in the community. White Pony Express is really loved in the community because we give with no nothing, no expectation of anything in return. It's, it's a happy situation. So uh, our founder... Uh, Dr. Connor told us that we should start a free general store, what we called a free general store, a way to give away high-quality clothing, toys, and children's books. And so we started one, and our first, what we call a mobile boutique, and I'll explain that in a minute, at United Methodist Church in Pittsburgh. So the mobile boutique is a unique, unique idea we came up with. We, If you begin to understand a little bit about poverty, you know that in general— the people who are suffering from this underservice don't have the resources to come to you. You know, if we're in Pleasant Hill, people in Bay Point or people in Antioch can't come to where we are to get things. So we developed uh, a method of taking things to them. And so we partner with a host uh, facility like a faith group or a church or a school or a community center. And we take over their space for a day. We set up a real store where everything is clean and pressed and hanging on hangers or folded neatly on tables, just like you'd see at Nordstrom's. There's departments for women and men and girls and boys, teens, toy department and shoe department and book department. So we try to set up a day of joy. We have decorations. We have live music often. We have uh, refreshments. So it's a chance just for everybody to relax and enjoy themselves and get the things they need. And uh, so we set up the store so we allow about 100 or 150 people in the community to come in at a time and shop for 45 minutes. Then we clear the store and for 15 minutes and totally restock the store so that the next group of people coming in don't have leftovers or pick-me-overs. They have brand-new clothes to, to like, take a look at. And all of our clothes are either new. Most of our clothes are new. Some of them are what we call like new. They're, you know, they've, they haven't been worn much and they're of high quality. Well, um, let's move on to the, um, the White Pony Inn because I know it's um, something new that you're developing. And then we want to bring in Delano to talk about um, being a recipient of White Pony Express. So tell me, what is the White Pony Inn? I know it's rolling out as a pilot program. So where are you at in this stage? 
Well, White Pony Inn, as you said, we started as a, a, our third program to see what we could see if we could find creative ways of helping uh, people without shelter. And so uh, we've done this initially by doing it on an individual basis to learn what is needed, the kinds of steps you have to do to help people. So we, we find people who are on the verge of homelessness. Uh, they get referred to us. And maybe we can help them get over the hump. Maybe we can you know, pay that month's rent or bring them groceries. We have a number that we bring groceries on a weekly basis so that they, have, they, they do have food in the home and that kind of thing. And sometimes if you have to choose between food and rent, you have to get the food. And so by providing food, it sometimes helps them be able to afford the other. So we help them get the benefits they should have and walk through, you know, we've developed a very complicated society. And for a lot of people, especially under stress and fear, have a pretty hard time negotiating that culture. So we have uh, people who can help them do that. And so we're doing that on an individual basis. What The next step for White Pony Inn may be a very, very big step. Uh, we plan on uh, very soon the county of Contra Costa is going to put out a request for proposal for a multi-service center in Antioch. We think we're going to be able to bid on that. We're still putting that together. If we win the bid on that, we're going to bring a White Pony Inn will man that facility and make sure that it's run at our standards. So everything is going to be very high quality. We're not going to, it's not going to be a soup kitchen for the homeless. It's going to be a whole facility where we provide two hot meals a day. We have mailboxes for the homeless. A lot of them have no way of communicating, getting notices from possible jobs and things because they don't have an address. So we're going to give every, everybody will have an address. I'm hoping to work with local banks so they can get uh, free checking accounts so they don't have to pay paycheck to cash their money uh, and lose that. Uh, we're hoping to have, um, you know, uh, classes. We're hoping to have a reading room with, com- with uh, Internet access and computers. Uh, we're going to have show mo- movies, first-run movies at night. Kind of like um, a home. It's going to be every, we hope, and it's going to have, you know, laundry and showers and all that, and lockers for everybody. Uh, we hope to provide everything you need except permanent shelter. We will have a warming center that will be open all year round, uh, so to protect against heat in the summer. Uh, and uh, that, that will serve about 50 people or so with a, the, the priorities will go to families and the elderly. That sounds like three great programs. And um, you're listening to People Helping People on your local community radio station, KPFA. That was the voice of Gary Connor of White Pony Express. Um, thanks for telling us all that, Gary. And we're going to um, bring in Delano, who's been patiently, silently sitting there in a tiny room waiting to speak. Delano Johnson, he is the founder and the executive director of Bay Point Community All-in-One. And Bay Point Community All-in-One is one of the recipients of the supplies provided by White Pony Express. Thanks for joining us, Delano. Thank you. Tell us a bit about uh, Bay Point Community All-in-One, because you offer many services to the community. Well, we are a community collaborative organization working with different churches, organizations, and outreach programs, working together to to better serve our community. And uh, I've found over the last few years that one organization can't do everything. So if we can uh, establish, you know, within the community of all the nonprofits working together, it can be uh, less costly. We can do more and help more people. 
and White Pony has been a godsend to us because they provide so much services, you know, like with the clothing, food. Uh, we get help from uh, Costco. We've furnished about eight houses in the last couple of years through the furniture and stuff that we get from Costco. Wow. So, yes, it's, it's, it's been a, a, a true blessing. Well, tell us in particular how you benefit from the services that White Pony Express provides. Well, we work kind of hand in hand. So, no, anytime they have anything for a Bay Point community all in one, I make sure I go get it. So I can save them time and money. They can move on to the next uh, uh, recipient. And we do uh, what they call a backpack giveaway every year. And our object to that is to make sure that no kid is left out of going to school for the things that they need. So White Pony provided us with the clothing that we were able to give to the kids. We passed out almost 1,500 backpacks, and each child was able to get a, a, a new outfit thanks to White Pony. We uh, also had a couple of health services like Contra Costa uh, Public Health Service and Brighter Beginnings to provide the kids with uh, immunization in case they needed shots to get into school. And the uh, library, they donated over 400 new books, K through 12. So we had everything there that would help a child get into school so they wouldn't be left out. And it's always a blessing to have, you know, little kids. They love new clothes. Definitely. So, <laughs> what are some of the other services that you offer as Bay Point Community All-in-One? Well, we have an ongoing feeding program. You know, all you have to do is make a phone call and we can put a box of food together for you. Uh, we have an, uh, a constant flow of clothes going out. We're there to, to meet the needs because where, where I'm at, we have like 31.9% poverty out of 22,000 plus people in Bay Point. So the need is so great, and that's where White Pony come in at. You know, I can uh, basically call them and tell them what I need, and within a week or two, I got it. You know, so it's easy to provide when you know you have a, a positive and 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 uh, constant and good uh, uh, resource and that's what they provide for us in, in Bay Point is a positive resource especially some stability because I mean all know that stability is a major importance in people's lives and oh, so yes, you know what to have a steady and um, stable supply yes well let's move into a little personal bit about you all um, Delano you started Bay Point community all in one. Talk about what drove you, what need it was that um, had you create this organization. Well, it all started from a car club. A couple of uh, SOGs got together. We had uh, old school Mercedes, and I work on cars. Plus, I'm still low riding at 75, you know, so. <laughs> low and slow. <laughs> low and slow, yeah. And so um, we were, um, at that time, providing uh, clothes and, you know, and food, but just stuff we buy, you know, out of our pockets, you know, our little old dudes. And we go get, uh, we could go up to the uh, place in Oakland where the trucks pick up the produce, and we buy like 50 pound bags of potatoes and stuff like for five to seven dollars. And we distribute it out, you know, we go to different parts of the community and we distribute this stuff out. And then we do fundraisers to do Easter baskets. So we've doing like five to six hundred Easter baskets each year. And as we, a car club? As a car club, you know. And, and what, what, what was the name of your car club? Uh, uh, classy Crew Mercedes Car Club. All it right. was co-ed, yeah. And then we moved. We moved on from uh, from the car club to a nonprofit, which was a uh, Classy Crew Inc. You know, serving the kingdom of God in class with class. You know, and uh, that's where the soup kitchen came in, which lasted about a year. 
And then after that fell through, then that's when I said, well, it's got to be a better way where we can help more, we can serve more. And that's when we started the, uh, the All-in-One organization, getting other nonprofit organizations involved in what we were doing in the community. That's a great story. It all started with the car club. And what about you, Gary? What is it that drives you to serve the greater community and help spread food, clothes, and shelter, maybe? Well, Frank, you know, I think the most important thing, I, this is what I tell our runners, I tell the people who deliver our food, the most important thing you're going to deliver today is love, that we can provide the food and, and clothing to meet some immediate needs of people. But the, but the love that you demonstrate by taking your own time and energy to go help a stranger is felt by them, and it's the love that can uplift their lives. The things we give them are momentary, but if, they're, if they have a chance to change their lives, they have to know there's a world of love out there that people want them to raise up. They don't want them to be pushed down. And uh, that changes the whole perspective. If I can just tell one story that helps illustrate this, about two years ago, we had a huge mobile boutique at a beautiful school in San Pablo called E.M. Downer Elementary. This beautiful school is in a very, very poor neighborhood, many immigrants. The principal of the school, Marco Gonzalez, told us that 97% of the kids were on the free lunch program. That's the level of poverty we were, they were dealing with. So uh, that, that day, we gave away 13,000 articles of clothing and nice things for people, and that, that was very nice for them. But for the first time, we added a mobile grocery. So we brought out one of our larger trucks and uh, had 4,000 pounds of food that we set out on a whole long string of tables and served several hundred people that day this beautiful, fresh food. And I went to Marco afterwards, and I said, Marco, if you can find a little alcove somewhere and some parent volunteers, we'll bring you food several times a week so that this neighborhood can be fed. And so Marco got right on it, and he called me the next day and said, I've got the parents, I've got the space. And so I think we started the next day. And about two days after we started, uh, Marco called me up, and I could hear the tears in his eyes. And he said, Gary, you wouldn't believe it. The kids are coming to school with fruit cups and sandwiches in their backpacks. And after about a year, the, uh, some of the parents started coming up to our runners, and they told them that since White Pony, the neighborhood has less fear they have a greater sense of community, and they like each other, and they're happy together. And so that's what love does. You know, it really transform a neighborhood and gave hundreds of children a chance to do well. So, so everybody wants to be loved, and that's, yeah. it's a need for us as human beings to be cared for and to be considered valuable. Right. Well, we're running out of time, but before we let you two guys go, we want to get some information on how people can either help or be helped by these two great organizations. Um, we'll start with you, Gary. I have two questions in this regard. How can an organization that provides food and clothing to people in their communities take advantage of the services offered by White Pony Express? And then how can individuals either take advantage of the general store or the White Pony Inn? People who would like to serve others and receive uh, things from White Pony Express can either call our hotline, which is 925-322-0604, and uh, leave a message, or they can email Patty Mitchell, 
P-A-T-T-Y-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, Mitchell at WhitePonyExpress.org. And Patty is our accounts manager, and she'll work with them to uh, bring them on board. And then Delano, we didn't really get into exactly where you're located. Tell people where you're located and how people can take advantages of the services that you provide out there at Bay Point Community All-in-One. Our uh, office is at 700 Port Chicago Highway in uh, Shore Acres, and uh, we're located in a church called Food of the Spirit, pastor by Pastor Mark Wright. And uh, any service that uh, we have to provide, they can go to our website, which is uh, baypointcommunityallinone.com, or they can uh, call me, and uh, I can direct them to the to the, the need that they need because like I say we have an ongoing feeding program I can direct them to the number so they can call and get a box of food and we also have a contact for our clothes you know if they need medical help we have a contact for that so and we meet once a month the second Wednesday of each month and that way we can keep up with the things that we need what we need to do and uh, things that uh, we need to provide to meet the needs of our community what would be a great number for them to call um, to get started uh, 925-812-2939 which is my number and then I can get the information to the other people that provide the services that they might be requiring for and we will also post links and these numbers on our website at kpfaapprentice.org now um, that was the voice of Delano Johnson of Bay Point Community All-in-One and before that you heard Gary Connor of White Pony Express Thank you two gentlemen for coming out to Antioch today and joining us on People Helping People. Thanks for the support, Frank. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And hopefully uh, people that's listening to this will know that there is help in the community. Certainly that's what we're all about. Thank you guys. And yeah. lastly, I'll just ask you, um, do you have any events coming up that um, people might be particularly um, take some interest in? Uh, yes, we have an uh, uh, Thanksgiving where we feed on Thanksgiving Day and then on Christmas a week before Christmas we went to Sheriff Department where we pass out toys and we'll make sure that if anybody wants to participate in that or take part they can call the number uh, what's the number one more time 925-812-2939 all right again thank you gentlemen for joining me today on people helping people all right thank you so much brother Frank That's it for this episode of People Helping People, brought to you by collaboration between the Rivertown Resource Center in Antioch and your local community radio station, KPFA. I've been your host, Freewell and Franklin. If you are part of or know of a local community nonprofit or governmental organization, or even an individual that directly serves community members in Contra Costa County or the surrounding area, and are interested in being featured on People Helping People, please send an email to getonphp at gmail.com or call 925-848-9097. Again, the email is getonphp at gmail.com or call 925-848-9097 and leave a message with your contact information. Again, thanks for listening, and remember, people helping people can make the world a better place for us all. Peace.
And that brings us to the end of tonight's Full Circle as well. Thanks for joining us tonight on Full Circle. Be sure to join us every Friday evening at 7 p.m. And be sure to check out our website at kpfaapprentice.org. You can get our archive shows there, pictures of us and our guests, important links, and extended interviews. All important information from tonight's show will be posted there, including contact information for all the organizations featured tonight. That's kpfaapprentice.org. Tune in for next week's show, which will be in honor of what we now know as Veterans Day. The executive producer for Full Circle is Miss M. Our technical director is myself, Prewell and Franklin. Joy Moore is our production consultant. And I have been your host tonight, Prewell and Franklin. Up next, stay tuned for La Onda Bajita. And thanks for technical support from Steve Grievous and Sharon Peterson. Thank you.